Welcome everybody to episode 25 of the Bomber Brothers podcast. It is Glaver Day here on the show. Sean and Ryan with you. And Sean, uh, well first of all, Merry Belated Christmas to everyone out there listening. And uh, Sean, good to be with you on, as you just noted, our last show of 2018. Yeah, Merry uh, Belated Christmas. Obviously, I saw you yesterday for Christmas and um, didn't really ask you what you got. So uh, did you get any good Yankee stuff? You know, I, the I, pretty minimal Yankee stuff, actually. My, yeah, uh, I, I, I went Notre Dame this year since, obviously, big game coming up this week. And I'm sure that's both of what we're looking forward to this week and in, in non-baseball things. But um all right, minimal Yankee year for you. Yeah, yeah, you went Notre Dame for me. Dad, who's my other usually main Yankees gifter, got went went Devils for me this year. That got me a Home Depot gift card. <laughs> so I'm officially grown up, I Offici- guess. Yeah, you uh, you had already turned thirty, but now you're officially thirty with a Home Depot gift card. Well, I'm I'm, I'm thirty and, and four halves now. Yeah. <laughs> Five years older than Manny Machado. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. I don't. I don't know. My, I, I have an at will employer, so I don't have a uh, a long term contract like <laughs> Manny Machado will have. Although they they tackled the Bryce Harper one year contract question on effectively wild the other day, and I yep. think the number was forty five million. So I would offer him two for a hundred if I was the Yankees. Why not? Oh my God! I but mean, I, imagine imagine the Yankees had the ability to sign both. Harper and Machado for two years apiece and a hundred million each. I I feel like that would be such a no brainer. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Machado would do it because I think he's going to get a ton of money. But I mean, for Harper, it might make sense to take a two year deal for a high high money and then like Cespedes did with the Mets and then cash in the next year. I mean, obviously Cespedes was coming off a good year, but Harper's coming off a down year um, by his standards, and you know he can. I mean, his war was actually not – I think it was less than Brett Gardner's um, because his defense was so terrible. Um, yeah. So it might make sense for, for him to take a uh, kind of a show-me deal if, if it's highly inflated. Obviously, there's injury risk, but Trevor Bauer doesn't seem to care. He, he said he would do that. But uh, he's a psychopath, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have much rather preferred Kluber if those trades ever came to anything. But I think it was uh... – a. I think it was a Joel Sherman article. I can't remember which one it was today, but it said how, according to his sources, that both Harper and Machado would prefer the Yankees and both were not impressed by the Phillies. And it just just almost sets you up for even more frustration, just the fact that, well, they clearly want to play there but are probably going to be smart about their future and their financial security and probably go with whoever offers them the most money because – Again, I know we sound like broken records, but the Yankees' recent behavior kind of warrants it, I feel like, that the Yankees would probably lowball both of them on their offers and try to, you know, sell them on the take a discount to come play in New York and put on the pinstripes and probably won't work out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, they've shown no interest in Harper publicly anyway. I think he would be the one that would stand to gain more by coming to New York because I think his personality would really play here. Um, so, I, I mean, I could see him reasoning, like taking a little bit less, knowing that in endorsements he would just kill it here. But, um, 
either way, they should be in on both of these guys at the highest level and be the highest bidder. There's no reason for them not to be. Um, you know, I think we should have a day where we talk about like just the state of baseball in general and how it affects the Yankees, especially the luxury tax, because that's really hurting, um, hurting the way players are getting paid and hurting the the competitive hurting competition in the league. I mean, it's ridiculous that you have two of these generational talents out there on the market and people are, I mean, let's just be fair. They're, they're not giving them what they're due considering how much these teams are making and, and, and pocketing. I mean, last year they sold Bamtech and every team got what? $45 million or something like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, then you're- and, and the Yankees, and, and we, we talked about this right before we started to record, they'll probably be content to go get Jed Lowry now that he's not going to have a job in Oakland because they just traded for, for Profar or, or go and get Marwin Gonzalez on a two or a three year deal and, and, and try to sell that to us as it was a wise move. Be, and, and the fact of the matter is it does doesn't get us any closer to a championship. It's just more players that are barely above replacement level. And you know what? The, uh, another problem, and again, this could be a deeper conversation for another episode, but another problem is a lot of the fan base. A lot of them buy into the, what the owners are selling with this whole, you know, let's try to mimic the Cubs and the Astros in terms of slashing payroll and, and get people to buy into it as a we're building a championship team, quote unquote, the right way. And we're and you see all these people on social media, just, oh, Machado and Harper, too expensive. I'd rather, you know, just get, keep me the homegrown talent. That's all I want. Well, the Yankees are, you know, full of homegrown talent right, right now. You add to those pieces with these big name free agents because – you have the money, more money than anyone else in the league to do it. So well, I, I also feel like fans need to stop buying into a lot of what owners are trying to push as a productive agenda when really it's just about saving money. Right. I, I mean, I, I think there is something to rebuilding the right way and not doing what the Yankees did in 2014 when they went and they tried to plug their whole roster with aging veterans. But one Harper and Machado are both 26 years old, so they're not aging veterans. Um, two, neither of them are Jacoby Ellsbury, so you're already ahead of the game. And, and, and another thing is they, they did the, the homegrown thing. It just happened to happen lightning fast. Uh, in, in the 90s, you know, you know, you think about Jeter, Posada, Bernie, you know, everybody else, but they went out, they traded for Tino, and then signed to an extension. So that's practically like going and getting a free agent. The Cubs signed John Lester. Um, yeah, Cubs signed John Lester. Yankees signed David Cohn, uh, who was a huge part of, of that. They signed Jimmy Key. They signed John Wetland. I mean, it's not like that team, like, don't kid yourself. They didn't have a homegrown player at every position. You know, second base, Mariano Duncan, free agent. Joe Girardi came over as a free agent. Wade Boggs came over as a free agent. Like, you know, people people kind of, like, make make up this this romantic history the fact of the matter is yeah they, they did things the right way but then when it was time to pull the trigger they pulled the trigger and and look at what happened and the yankees are in that window now where they need to they need to fortify the team with with these high price free agents and yeah it's like you had a bad experience in the late 2000s with them but um or early early 2010s i guess but you know what you can't let that scare you off from being a real championship contender yeah. I mean, imagine if the Red Sox said, we got Pablo Sandoval, we got screwed on that deal, we're not going to go get J.D. Martinez. Or Carl Crawford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God. Uh, you know, Dodgers would be the world champions right now, or the Astros. Yeah, absolutely. And 
So I think we would both agree that we have New Year's coming up, so we're going to tackle some New Year's resolutions for um, you know, various members of the Yankees, both on the field and in the, uh, in the front office. I would imagine both of ours for Yankees ownership would be to stop penny-pinching. And I think as we saw in a report this morning, the Yankees are among the lowest teams in baseball that spend – they spend among the lowest portions of their revenue on payroll. Yes. Right, and that's something that um, I forget if it's the th- uh, the captain's blog, whoever that is, tackled that actually a couple of years ago, started noticing this trend that the Yankees are actually reinvesting less into their team in proportion to how much they're, they're making. And it's something I've kind of kept an eye on, and it's, it's really frustrating because, I mean, one, you know, they uh, whatever. I mean, it's like you have so much money, you're charging so much money for people to go, it, it's fine if you keep raising the prices if you're doing your part and reinvesting in the team, and that's 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 what's frustrating. Yeah, I'll pay big bucks to go see Manny Machado in, in pinstripes batting around Judge and Stan, or I'll go, I'll pay huge money to go see a, a trio lineup of Stan, Judge, and Harper back to back to back. Hey, Chubbs, I, what kind of big bucks? <laughs> All right, well, let's get to these. Uh, well, like I said, the New Year's resolutions for the front office would probably be to stop penny-pinching and spend some of that Christmas money that they got from their families or whatever it may be. But um, let's go Let's go through the Yankees roster. Let's go through the front office. Let's pick um, one New Year's resolution that each one should have, You know, which basically kind of describes what needs to be improved the most for each player. So, okay. um, so we'll each bounce one off of each other. We'll go through you know, the, the bigger names of the roster yep. and um, – and just go from there. So I guess I'll just start our way around the infield diamond and give you um, one of the two first basemen, uh, Greg Bird. That's that's your guy. That's you want him. Uh, you want to see him bounce back more than anybody. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for my Christmas gift. Uh, I very much enjoyed it. It was a shadow box of the swing and a drive to right, which one of my favorite games I've been to. DD post game tweet, Tanaka post game tweet included, and then a couple of nice shots of the game. So, thank you for that. Uh, Greg Bird's New Year's resolution is to not be satisfied with playing. He's going to try his best to perform at a high level uh, that he's he's performed at in the past. And I think that starts with not making excuses for the injuries. And his resolution should just be to hit the ball in the air to right field. Okay, now I will uh, let's let's just go right back and go Luke Voigt for you. What's Luke Voigt's resolution? Um, I guess to be the anti-bird of your resolution because like we want Bird to get back to that power pull swing, and um, and Luke Voigt um, when. Part of the reason that Cashman wanted him was because of the noticeable power to the opposite field, and it kind of showed with the Yankees. If he, you know, he put up huge numbers. His um, WRC plus was in around 200 with the Yankees. We all know about him storming onto the scene, but almost half of his um, hard contact percentage was to the opposite field, and that obviously plays well at Yankee Stadium. So if I'm Luke Voigt, I'm I'm further mastering that. Um, power swing to right field and get some of those home runs that drive opposing fans nuts get some of those Todd Frazier game three ALCS home runs and um, (laughs) and and maybe um, making sure those home runs to right field are actually home runs before uh, busting out the uh, 
the, the, pimp, the pimp stance at home plate. Although I loved it regardless, but yeah, just, you know, was, we don't that, want anyone getting thrown out at second base. That was a good moment in the wild card game. All right, good one. Go ahead. All right, well, let's just keep going around. Glaber Torres. Um, New York Citizen, just keep doing what you're doing. I have no, I have no complaints about Glaber. I thought he showed kind of um, some some rookie rookie stuff throughout the year, but I think that's normal. And I was really, I'm very excited about him. Yeah, um, it, it comes with the territory of being a rookie, but I, I would probably say get a little smarter on the base paths. He made some uh, some bonehead plays on the bases, but again, he's a young 21 kid. year old, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. I think I saw a lot of positives from him, so I didn't want to. Um, I really don't have any complaints. Just keep growing. Uh, should be his resolution. Just try to learn as much as he can about the game and become smarter, uh, a smarter baseball player, which I think will happen. Very rarely does a player come up and, and show a lot of polish. Uh, I'm going to kind of go off the board here just so it's not so predictable. Okay. If you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go to, because I figured you would want me to do this one because I've been very vocal about it, but I'd <laughs> like you to tell me what should Aaron Boone's New Year's resolution be? To embrace the fact that the bullpen is your friend. I think, uh, I would hope that the ALDS was a harsh learning lesson. And if it makes him a better manager moving forward in the playoffs and he makes some great decisions in terms of getting starters out at the first sign of trouble, then, you know, it wouldn't have all been for nothing. And I have confidence that he can learn from it. But, you know, Boone's a smart baseball guy, I think. And I think he was just a little too stuck in in old ways from when he was playing and you just and then again Boone was brought here because of the communication issues that Cashman felt Girardi had with his players and Boone might have you know might have heard that concern and might have went a little too over the top in terms of trusting his players and wanting their acceptance and sometimes you have to play the bad guy and say look I've got this top-notch bullpen waiting you clearly don't have it right now and I we can't afford to have you wait it out because this is the playoffs, or this is against, an, or we're playing the Astros with their offense. So, a quick, quicker leash from Boone. You know, I think one of the, and I'm sorry, I know it's your, I just, I think back to the game where he pulled CC when CC was cruising, and then the bullpen blew the lead, and then they wound up winning that game in extra innings. I think um, they won on a walk off late. Um, I think I think that game really had an effect on Boone uh, because you know him and C- him and CC were teammates and after that he uh, he definitely left guys in too long so oh, hopefully you learn from it but go ahead sorry no it's fine um, how about you mentioned you like the tweets so how about Masahiro Tanaka um, Tanaka just uh, just keep search, tweeting <laughs> keep tweeting but just uh, find more consistency. And uh, you know, keep the ball, keep the ball on the ground. That's it. How about don't tag up on a fly ball? Don't yeah, don't tag up on a fly ball. <laughs> I love I love Tanaka. Oh, like, me too. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I love watching him pitch. So stay healthy. I saw, I saw a video on on Twitter today. Tanaka was doing some charity bowling, I think, back in Japan, and uh, obviously I couldn't understand everything they were saying, but they convinced him to do like a cat gesture at the camera, and it was it was gold. I can't wait to. He posted that on Twitter. I, I think it was. Uh, I think account? it was Sung Min Kim. I can't. I can't remember okay, exactly who both. did. I follow him, so I'll, I'll check both of them out. But I can't wait to go watch that now. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna wake my wife up when we're done and make her watch it with me because she likes Tanaka. <laughs> she'll she'll still be pissed off if I do that, but that's all right. Um, let's see. Uh, you went with 
Tanaka. So I will give you, uh, let's, let's go with John Carlos Stanton. Uh, don't chase. Okay. His, um, you know, his out of zone swing percentage was up nearly 6% this year. And, uh, I think it was, I think it was Jeff Sullivan who did, he always does those great in-depth pieces on a player after a big trade or free agent signing goes down over at Fangraphs, And I, I think back to the one that he wrote the day of the Stanton trade that brought him to New York. And, you know, the headline was something like John Carl Stanton is so much more than a power hitter. And, you know, you look at the numbers that he presented in that article and he really was, he was a great all around hitter with the Marlins, especially in 2017, because he had that incredible plate coverage and he was able to lay off some pitches. And I just think last year was one of those instances where maybe he was pressing a little too much. I think it was his agent a couple of weeks ago that said he's going to have a huge, he's confident he's going to have a huge year. He's settled in um, to his to his new surroundings. So just just don't chase. Uh, you know, piggyback off guys like. Hicks and Judge in front of you in the order who worked those counts and actually Stan did a great job of working counts judging by the numbers last year it was just kind of finishing those counts right right. went down swinging a lot especially up in the zone so be a little more disciplined sounds sounds good um all right well speaking of one of those guys how about um Aaron Hicks Hicks um stretch out those uh, obliques because he always seems to pull one. Yeah, that's it. Um, actually, I, I, uh, I didn't buy any Yankee stuff this year except for tickets. Uh, the year's not over yet, but um, <laughs> you, you know, you got me the Stanton jersey, and I bought a Torres jersey with a gift card that we got, and I won the Severino jersey from you, yep. and my wife got me a Judge jersey for Christmas. So. The first thing I'm going to do is buy a Hicks jersey on New Year's Day since I, I made the full year without buying any Yankees gear. I don't know why I did this. I just realized it in like August. So I was like, I'll just finish out the year. But uh, Hicks showed so much improvement last year. I would just say uh, stretch, your, uh, stretch your obliques because he always pulls them. That's it. That's yeah. his New Year's resolution. Um, let's go to Brian Cashman. Um. Reveal your Twitter handle. Nice. <laughs> no, but uh, in, all, in all seriousness, um, stand your ground. I mean, Cashman's one of the, the smartest whoa, GMs. Whoa, take it easy there, Zimmerman. <laughs> well, he's one of the smartest GMs in baseball. He knows what his team needs to improve. Just don't, you know, don't be Steinbrenner's puppet. Go in there. Be a little assertive. We need Machado. Who cares how much money we spend? We're the richest team in baseball. Let me go sign this guy. Just do that and – I mean, and trade Sonny Gray. And, and, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much more. The fact that he's still a Yankee is just so so baffling to me. It's, I mean, all the comments, Cashman, I've never seen Cashman so outgoing about how much he wants a player gone, and yet here Sonny Gray is still in pinstripes. It's it, it's baffling. I Yeah, there was an article, um, I think it was River Ave Blues, that said that either they just haven't found the right deal and they're still talking to people, he's staying, or the Yankees just really screwed this up and now they're just <laughs> trying to wait for the – so something, something's going on there. Uh, I hope they didn't screw up too badly because they need to move him. But yeah, go ahead. Um, let's see. Well, you know, I know he's one of your favorites. Brett Gardner. Gardner? Um, 
I really, I don't think he needs to change anything. Um, uh, Gardner is just getting older, and that's just that's just the, the, you know, the the facts of it. But I would say, um, I don't know. I just stay forever young. I don't know what else. What can you <laughs> say? But what can you? I mean, seriously though, what can you say that? What, what should his resolution be? Just you know, try to get through the year healthy because it's probably going to be his last year in the big leagues. I mean, yeah. I, I guess. I, I, I guess be ready to play left field all the time because it looks like Yanks aren't going out and getting <laughs> anybody. So I don't know. Find cousin Yuri and take some HGH because you're going to be out there all the time. Apparently. <laughs> um, okay. I'll give you a, another option in left field. How about Clint Frazier? Hmm. Don't be prideful. Um, I know, you know, everyone wants to see him back. He's, you know, he was electric when he was on the Yankees. Uh, just that, uh, reckless abandon style of play that so many Yankee fans like, and he's, he's quick around the bases. He's got that great power with those massive forearms, but concussions aren't anything to play with. And, and you, you get a little concerned that a guy like Frazier who, you know, is kind of enduring a frustrating stretch right now, even though it looked like there was a spot open for him last year and maybe even this year based on the uh, other injuries in the outfield. Just just don't rush it. Concussions are nothing to play around with. Um, go the CC Sabathia route. He let the Yankees know as soon as his knee started bothering him last year, he went and got it drained. He let someone know when he was feeling some pain in his chest. Turns out he needed a pretty serious heart operation that could have been life-threatening if he didn't address it so players players tend to be a little too prideful and then more catastrophic injuries occur because of it so just don't don't be prideful your time will come that's a very responsible answer um oh let's let's uh let's go with a newbie how about how about james paxton james paxton uh, New Year's resolution should be to uh, get settled in New York and just be comfortable all season. Just just assimilate yourself to the pitching staff and let your talent ride. Because I think he's I think Yankee fans are underrating his pickup. I think he's mm-hmm. going to have a big year. But just get comfortable. That's his only resolution. Just get comfortable before the season starts, so he's ready to rock and roll. Um. All right. Let me give you. Aroldis Chapman. Uh, hmm. Don't give us heart attacks. <laughs> um, okay. c- command the zone. I mean, he he gets into trouble because I feel like what's the way to say this? He has such dominant stuff, yet you see the walk rate and how many times he gets himself in the trouble by allowing free passes. Just. Just trust your stuff. Attack the zone until attack. Yeah, you know you've, you've still got you've still got that high velocity fastball, which I'm I'm petrified to see what happens with him once it starts dipping down towards other you know closer to the league average and what he's able to do then with the final years of his contract. But while he still has it, just attack the zone and you know keep our blood pressures down. Okay. Um. Oh, well, I just brought him up. So how about um, CC? CC? 
Um, control your temper. <laughs> should be his, should be his New Year's resolution. I feel like sometimes he lets his pride get the get the better of him. It's good. It's good in small doses, but just control your temper. Continue to be honest with the team, and uh, I think he'll be all right. Um, all right, I'll give you an interesting one that I was thinking about. I was hoping you didn't ask me because I didn't know what to say because there's a couple of <laughs> ways you could take it. Um, kind of the opposite of Andrew Harden. Maybe we could skip him because it's just improve on your defense. Yeah, God damn we don't, it. We don't need to so we could keep that. you. Um, so how about Luis Severino? Go have lunch with Pedro again. <laughs> nice. Love it. Love uh, it. Just... I don't even know what else to say other than that. No, that's, that's good. I think that was a good answer. Em, em, embrace embrace the rest. I mean, I think he was clearly getting a little overworked last year. He was nearing 200 innings for the second straight year after you know, being a failed starter slash bullpen role the, in, in 2016. So I think that would account for the very slight dip in, in velocity. And as you saw with his slider, which started getting pounded in the second half, even the slightest... Um, decrease in velocity and spin rate could make a big difference. So I'm expecting a phenomenal Severino next year. Um, let's see. Who else is on this list? I don't have a list. I'm just making it up as I go. I wrote a couple down, but we've seen a uh, Chad Green. Chad Green. Um, he had a weird year last year. I feel like he's like hesitant. I don't know. Like I, I look at him and I'm like, he hasn't. He's afraid to unleash his full potential. Just let it fly when you get in there. That, that's that's my resolution for Chad Green. Just let yeah. it let it fly. You're not going to be a starter. Just go in there and rock. Um, yourself as a fan. Me, my New Year's resolution as yeah, a fan. As, uh, as a Yankee fan, hmm. or or podcast host. However you want to answer it. <laughs> that's a good question. Um. Uh, seek seek to understand and to be understood because I think last year especially I'll admit it was a weird year the Yankees went through a a frustrating extended stretch of mediocrity but some of the reaction from some of the fan base was just so maddening and you completely lose sight of the fact that the team won 100 games despite replacing Aaron Judge with Shane Robinson for six weeks I mean for as many people that wanted Boone and Stanton's head on a, on a stick and, you know, the people that were bashing Luis Severino because he was struggling in the second half, it's it was so easy for me to just, you know, judge and get angry at those people. So I'm just going to try to see things from their, their shoes this year and not let it take away from my enjoyment of watching baseball, which I just can't wait to be back already. Me neither. Um. Do we do Jay Happ yet? We did not. All right. Well, there you uh, go. Keep that velocity. Keep pumping fastballs through the zone, and do what you did at the end of the year. So just maintain. That's his New Year's resolution to maintain what he's been doing. Okay. Um. Let's see. How about we go to um. I'll, I'll give you a judge. What's judge's resolution? What kind of resolution does he need? Um, <laughs> more handshake videos? When he, I mean, that video of him in Fenway when he's, like, doing all the handshakes with everyone in the dugout. Do you remember that video? That was, yeah, yeah. 
I love man, I love that video. But um, I don't. I, I honestly, that's just one I draw a blank on. I mean, he's just he's obviously I would say for both of us one of our favorite Yankees. For me, even creeping up my favorite Yankees of all time. I just love watching him. Um, yeah, I, I, would uh, say, I would say keep that keep that emotion because he he was playing with a little more. I mean, he always plays with fire, but he was letting his emotions come out a little bit in the wild card game and in the ALDS when he went yard off price. So I I love that version of Judge yeah. when he gets when he gets a little heated up. So keep that edge. I was just gonna say the the most fun I had watch I I love watching Aaron Judge and um, when he got hurt and maybe that should be his resolution is just play 162 games because damn it's it's so fun to watch him play but. When he got hurt, I realized how much I liked him because I didn't get to watch him anymore. But um, the wild card game and then the division series, uh, I've never enjoyed watching a, a baseball player for a stretch like that. I don't think that I can remember in a long time because uh, the, the tear he went on in the first two games in Fenway in the wild card game, and then even even in that fourth game at Yankee Stadium, he gets that inning going against Kimbrell with a, with a good at bat, and he's just such a complete baseball player. It's awesome to watch. So, sorry, I just uh, want to throw some love for Judge. I'm very yeah, excited that never... I, ha- I got his jersey from Santa Claus. So, I, and I have I have the road one. I got all the right. Road so one there we go, Santa Claus. Um, that was last year, but anyway. Um, uh, oh, <laughs> um, Randy Levine. To quote Shredder, hang there till you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the rat. I would, say, I would uh I would say don't, all right. All right, to quote Gwen Stefani, just don't speak. Don't, <laughs> don't speak. That's it. I got no, I don't want to hear him talk. That's I would say I would say I would say start a quizlet or make some flashcards so you know all your players' names. There you go. All right, that's good too. Oh, which is a, a sad transition to not Dylan, but Dylan Batances. Um, okay, so you're going back to back on me now. Oh, that's right. I gave you Levine. That's oh. all right. I'll take Dylan. Um, just um, his New Year's resolution to be should be to maintain the consistency that he found this year because I thought this year was his most complete year. Um, yeah, I as agree. A, probably as even better than uh, probably even better than 2015. Um, yeah, I, I agree. He, he he was phenomenal this year. Really fun to watch and uh, keep that shimmy working. I'm surprised. I, I thought that for the resolution, Batances would take kind of an Andahar route where he's such a great young player to watch, but there's that one glaring hole. I thought you'd say hold base runners better or feel your position better. I Well, yeah, but I feel like when he starts to worry about that is when he becomes less effective. Yeah, So, true. I mean, the way he played this year is fine. I'll take that out of all my relievers. Oh, that course. was phenomenal. Um, all right. So, I guess we're kind of running low, but we got a good one left. That's Gary Sanchez for you. Hmm. Cross off your entire calendar and write August above every, every month. <laughs> Uh, we didn't get August Gary this year, though. I know, but the last two August Garys were incredibly fun to watch. Um, just, uh, I'm trying to think. Just honestly, just turn off social media. Like, don't listen to like this weird, huge group of people that want Sanchez gone and just fail to realize, despite you know a down year of an extended slump, that he's one of the most valuable catchers in the league and. Um, 
just get back to your old self. You know, I, I think uh, having that surgery is a little telling that maybe there was something more to his um, dip in offensive production last year. And, you know, if I'm sorry, but if Gary Sanchez is hitting like he did in 2016 and 2017, I can care less about some pass balls. So just yeah. get right at the plate. There we go. All right. That, that with Sanchez was the last one I had on my list. So, I mean, that basically, I mean, we, you know, we left off some obvious ones, the DD one, just get healthy. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say that about, that about covers it. Yeah. I think, um, I think we got pretty much everybody, everybody down. Um, just missing. What do you think your New Year's resolution should be for John Sterling? John Sterling. Um, hmm. God, I don't. He goes. He announces every game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe bring some binoculars so he can see uh, if a ball is actually going to be gone or not. Because I can think of a many times uh, yep. I've been fuming, angry, listening to the radio on the ride home from work or something, where I think the Yankees are about to take the lead or something, and. Before you know it, it was actually just a shallow fly ball. Nothing, nothing worse than driving home. Yankees are down by one late in the game. There's a couple runners on, and he gives you the there it goes deep right foul. Yep. <laughs> but uh, I love listening to Sterling. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't have any more. That was a that was a reach I added on at the end. Um, so. I know that we haven't really gone for very long tonight, but no, we're, um, we're we're a solid half hour, solid half hour. All right. So let me just, what are you looking forward to most about the 2019 Yankee year? I feel like that's, that's uh it would be extremely tentative because if the Yankees were to sign Machado or s- somehow by a shocking upset Harper, it would be just to watch, see them in pinstripes and how they start. But um, I think, I, I'm going to go back to Stanton again. I just think I, I think watching Judge and Stanton again this year. We were all so pumped for them for that uh, um, Bash Brothers. Yeah, we were talking so they year. they combined for 150 home runs with Sanchez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Judge. and and it's funny we talk about it like it was a disappointment, and they hit the most home runs in Major League mm-hmm. history. But um, but I think just you know hoping that you know not another. Uh, God, now I'm blanking on the guy's name that plunked Judge in the wrist. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Kansas City, but just no, nothing against him. I mean, it yeah. happens, but just nothing fluky like that knocks Judge out for a month, and Stanton has a full year under his belt, and I'm just looking forward to watching them uh, mash some home runs. Yeah, I uh, I agree, but to not copy you, I'm actually really excited to see what the top of the rotation could do. It's either going to be really, really good or it could be in the middle or it could be really bad if there's injuries and Severino is, is not there, but I'm really excited to see if we have a healthy Paxton and Severino, when those two guys are on the top of their game, they're, they're two of the top 10 pitchers in baseball and uh, it'll it'll be, it'll be exciting to watch. So that's definitely, um, definitely something I'm looking forward to in 2019 for the Yanks. And uh, I know we do it every week, but I think our answer is the same, both looking forward to watching Notre Dame Yep, this large. week uh, in the college football playoff. So I'm going to make you take another one. What else are you looking forward to this week <laughs> oh, besides uh, Notre Dame? Hmm. 
I guess I'm looking forward to New Year's Day because that's kind of been a day where I just get to relax and not do much. I'm thinking me and Ashley will put a huge dent in our Game of Thrones rewatch as we get ready for the final season, which comes out in April. So I guess I'll be looking forward. You know, we're not traveling. We're not. We're just going to stay home and relax. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Good. What about? Uh, all right. So what's your uh, other non Notre Dame? activity this weekend well i wouldn't say that i'm looking forward to it but um i'm gonna start working out for um for this the spring baseball season i kind of took some time off from from hitting the gym and it, it showed because I, i've been getting back into it slowly but I, I get back to my regular routine uh this week and uh probably try to test test the cages out just to swing the bat again so just kind of getting back into that pretty excited to you know, you just think even if you're working out, you start thinking about the summertime and, and playing baseball and, and checking your phone for updates on the Yankees and everything. And it's a it's a good feeling. So I'm looking forward to looking forward to kind of having that hint of, it. you know, we passed through New Year's. Now we're just kind of going downhill towards the towards spring training and opening day. So that that's what's getting me excited. Yeah, it's the holidays and it's obviously a joyful time. But in terms yeah. of in terms of baseball fans, this is kind of one of the darkest times where there's no news happening because yeah. it's the holidays we're still a little ways away from spring training and the return of baseball but um yeah hopefully as the news picks up after the holidays and we'll be back next week we have a couple um potential guests lined up for after the holidays so we will reveal those when they're nailed down but we're excited about those and excited for some more baseball related news to pick up as the weeks come along and thanks everyone for listening we'll see everyone next week and uh yeah sean i'll, I'll talk to you next week yeah we'll, we'll try to get jeter on this year couldn't work out yeah. uh in 2018 but we'll see if, what we could do in 2019 no promises though so all right guys have a great new year and uh thanks again for listening and i think the news is going to pick up as we get back in january ryan so i'm looking forward to some episodes where we're not putting so much filler in there yeah, that's right. All right. Happy New Year, everybody.